afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, and I see fellow talkradio.nyc host Kai Cole on the Facebook Live. And Kai, a very, very special happy birthday to you today. Um, and actually, I don't know if you realized it, but you share a birthday with another talkradio.nyc host, Larry Sharp. So a big shout out to him as well. Big happy birthday. Wishing him all the best with his campaign uh, for uh, governor of New York State on the Libertarian ticket. Um, you guys really have to go out and vote for this guy. He's amazing. And if you haven't heard his show, it's on uh, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m., and uh, go to the archive. It's, his show is called The Governor House. And Kai's show is called Our Daily Magic. And we'll be airing that soon. Um, so let's get started. I have uh, a couple of wonderful, amazing, beautiful guests. One in studio, one on the phone today. We're going to have some fun. So let's get started with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what they have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Have you heard about the bewitching hour? Actually, it's top secret, so I'll whisper. Every single morning, ever since time began, before the sun even rises, the drums start beating, the choirs start singing, the energy starts rising, and every single soul who has ever lived scurries around the plane of manifestation as chanting begins and gets louder and louder and goes faster and faster until... A feverish pitch is reached and the celestial skies part with a clap of thunder, revealing billions upon billions of the most beautiful angels you have ever seen. Flying down from the heavens, some with wings outstretched, others with wings pointed back, darting, diving, banking and rolling, some so fast they're only a blur while others seemed to float by as if catching what remained of a midsummer's night's breeze. Every one of them a reflection of the greatest, the loveliest, and the highest I've ever imagined. Every one of them a messenger of hope and peace and joy, healers and teachers, comforters and creators, and every one of them about to greet a brand new day in time and space with a morning yawn, sleepy eyes, and the power to rock the world. This is the bewitching hour. Shh. And if you listen real hard, you can still hear the drums. Hosanna to the highest. The universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us of the magic in the universe, of the magic that happens when all is quiet in the world. You know, before we get out of bed, when there's still that sleepiness in our eyes and 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 we're we're just about to begin our day and and see what things are going to be like that little bit of time in between sleep and consciousness you know that time i'm talking about it's that moment when you get these flashes of inspiration when 
uh, spirit really whispers in your ear. And, and sometimes you see something or you hear something and you're not quite sure if it was your imagination, a dream, or if it's real. Yes, there is a lot of magic in the world. A lot of it at the times we least expect. I remember years and years ago, um, I read Carlos Castaneda's book, uh, Teachings of Don Juan and, and the whole series. And I remember in one of the books, they talked about how sunrise and sunset are a time of power because those are the times of transition. And I think that's a, a wonderful analogy because think of our lives. Think of when you've been in transition. Yes, it may not be the easiest time. Yes, it's, it's not always gentle. But those times of transition are filled with magic if we can allow them to be what they are. You know, so often we resist change. We resist uh, uh, what is going on in the world. And, and that resistance causes us to not really be able to appreciate the change when we're in the middle of it. But the transitions are a beautiful, beautiful time in our lives. And that includes our transitions uh, uh, in our relationships, in our business, career, job, uh, in, in, in our community of friends, and even transition in life. You know, I have I've a dear friend who's studying to be a death doula. You know, a lot of people have heard a doula or a midwife, that's someone who kind of helps to bring life into this world in natural ways. And a death doula is the same thing, but at the other end of the spectrum, helping people to pass in a beautiful way. And, and I've talked to a number of people who have been there to help people transition. And they all talk about what a beautiful, light-filled experience it is. Yes, it, it may not always seem like that when we're about to lose a loved one, but those times of transition are truly times of power. So let's not rush through the transitions. Let's not rush to, to get up out of bed when the alarm goes off. Maybe if we just sit there and, and lie still for a moment recall the dreams that we had been dreaming during the night before we get up, feel how we're feeling and what lessons maybe there are, and then maybe just see what kind of inspiration we have for the day coming before us, that, that, that just that little bit more presence, that, that little bit of patience before we get on with our day, maybe we'll find a little extra piece of magic in it for us. So, oh, I really love this quote from the universe. A long one, but a goodie. We like those. So, thank you, Mike Dooley and the universe. And before I get to our quote from Abraham, big thank you to our friends on Facebook. In addition to Kai, I see Lay. Hope you're doing great out there in Portland. Elenia and June. June, oh, thanks so much for joining us. All right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Quite the opposite, short and sweet. From Abraham. Negative emotion is your indicator of resistance, right? I was just talking about resistance. While positive emotion is your indicator of allowance, and they are on the same meter. 
allowance, resistance, allowance, resistance, allowance, resistance, Abraham. So this is a really good quote from Abraham because it's here to remind us that, you know, there's a continuum between the two. You know, sometimes we kind of feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally allowing things or I'm totally in resistance and like there's nothing in between. But what Abraham is saying is that they're both on a continuum. We're never fully in allowance and we're never fully in resistance. Well, we are fully in allowance when we leave this physical form, but we're never fully one way or another. We're always somewhere in between. And yes, we're maybe on one end of the dial or at the other end of the dial at different times during the day or during our life. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're fully resisting or fully allowing things. And so if we pay attention to this, and, and again, the, our emotions are really the best indicator of where we are. The more we're joyful, the more we're happy, the more we're feeling uplift, up, uplifted, upbeat, positive, optimistic, like energized, the more we're in allowance. And the more we feel down, depressed, angry, sad, irritated, the more we're in resistance. So our emotions make for an, a wonderful GPS system for where we are in life. Are we feeling negative? Okay, great. We're in resistance. Are we feeling positive? Wonderful. We're in allowance. To what degree we're feeling angry or upset, that's the degree to which we're in resistance. And to what degree we're feeling happy and joyful, that's the degree we're feeling we're allowing things into our lives. Now, just because we're in the positive emotion and we're in allowance doesn't mean things necessarily come right there and then, right? Uh, thank you, Dal. Um, it takes time. You know, a friend of mine said, you know, it's shamanic time. You know, things happen when they're meant to happen and when the universe, all the gears of the universe kind of line up to happen. So the key is to if things aren't going exactly the way you want to still stay in that joyful, positive state because it's coming. You're that much closer. Right. It, it, it doesn't it's not instantaneous. And thank goodness things are not instantaneous because if they were, oh, my God, this world would be chaos. So that little buffer of time, that little bit of, of time it takes to allow those things in is for us to make sure like we really want that stuff. So. Two wonderful, amazing quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. I hope you enjoyed them. I know Dell did. Dell watching on the Facebook Live saying, preach, Sam, preach. Um, and of course, we'll have more quotes for you next week. Um, and now it is my extreme pleasure to briefly, before we go to break, welcome um, my two uh, guests for the day. And I'm going to just shift the, the, the video camera here so you can see one of them here in studio with me. Uh, so in studio here is Sharudi Sadana, who is an actress, producer, and television host. Um, she's uh, going to be playing Lily Davis, right? 
in this in a new TV series, We Be Nurses, produced by Michael Steele, who is the producer of Zoolander, The Interpreter, The Night of, Elementary, and many more. Um, as well as on the phone, we have Yvonne Wandira, who is an award-winning British actress who spends time between London and L.A. She was recently interviewed in Vogue for her performance in a film she wrote and starred in, Inflatable K. These New York-based indie actresses are redefining empowerment by teaching young women, quote, how to be the hero of your own story. And we're really going to get into that through the um, own, hashtag own, story, own hero tour. Launched in January, this tour has a curriculum of empowerment created by experts to educate college and teenage women about how to take control of their lives. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, ladies. One more time. Thank you for having me. Ah, there she is. Yvonne, you there on the line? Yvonne, can you hear us? Uh, maybe she has herself muted. Hello, hello. Yes, hello. there you are. We hear you now. I'm here. All right, Yvonne. Thank you so much for having us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Yvonne, but when we come back, I'm just going to ask you to, to speak up nice and loud into the phone so we can hear you clearly and, and make sure okay. the phone receiver is real close to your mouth because that makes a big difference, okay? Perfect. It's very close right now. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Great. You sound wonderful. All right, ladies. I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. We'll leave our audience nice and uh, in, in anticipation. And when we come back, we're going to have a fun conversation. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this 
every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Uh, Faye, thank you so much for the comment on the Facebook Live, lying in bed. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. All right. So uh, we're talking this hour with Yvonne Wandira and Sharuti Sadana, um, two amazing actresses who actually have like a mission in the world. But before we get to that, I always like to to give the audience like a little bit of a background. So I'm going to start with you, Sharuti. Um, did you always know when you were a little girl that you wanted to be an actress and in the entertainment industry? Were you like performing and three years yeah. old, dancing around for your family? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. No, I, I really did know that I wanted to be an actor from, from a young age. I uh. would like watch Bollywood movies and I'd dress up and, you know, I just, and I would be involved in theater shows. It was kind of just an intuitive thing. I just, I always knew. Yeah, cool, cool. How about you, Yvonne? Oh, goodness, no. I had absolutely no idea. I think everyone else around me did. I, I was there. I wanted to be a nurse, a teacher, a doctor. I went through everything. Wow. And I played through all these different variations of characters, their characters now that I know, looking back. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it was very clear to everyone else that I wanted to be everything. So <laughs> the best avenue was really to perform. Right. But no, it did not come so naturally to me. Right. <laughs> That's right. an understanding. Right. So you could just get to pretend to be everybody else in the world. Yes, and fully invest and, and be yeah. in that spirit and communicate something worthwhile. But then, I, you know, I wanted to take take those clothes off at the end of the day, the clothes of, an, you know, an act, a, a, a doctor, a teacher. Right. I wanted to be something else the following day. So that sort of sense of wanting to communicate something um, was very deep inside me. But certainly I didn't know it would manifest in performance as greatly as it did through right. my childhood. So, so when when would you say your feet kind of firmly got planted on this this path? <laughs> it's. I wish it was like some romantic story um, <laughs> about about sort of finding myself on stage and and feeling like I was alive. No, I went. Uh, I went into this particular primary school late, and uh -huh. everyone was supposed to be in the school play. And I was cast as, they had to make, it was Aladdin, and they uh. made up some character, the snake dancer. <laughs> Literally, it was this 20-second moment on stage. And I remember thinking, okay, I don't really know whether I want to do this. And I went on stage, and there was something about the lights, the sense of communication that just captured me. And then I went on stage and I watched everyone else do something amazing. And it was more my connection with other people communicating mm. to me that awakened that. So suddenly I was watching my peers at that time perform and really, really give it their all. And I was with them. I was, I was on stage with them, rooting them on. It, it was very spiritual. Um, wow. I think it was beyond wanting to jump on stage and be like them, but I, wow. I felt I was them. At that stage, so yes, that's where that magic started. Cool, cool, awesome, awesome. And Sharuti, when did you know, like, or did you feel like, you know, you've arrived? Like, this is it? Like, you're really um, in the industry? You really like this is going to be your path for the rest of your life? Um. Well, I mean, I started when I was young, but after college, I really stuck with it. Um, I was really focused on you know, exploring different areas of the entertainment industry. And then, of course, I wanted to be an actor, but it sort of just um, evolved. And, you know, I just kind of used my intuition and followed my path and 
now looking back at everything, I'm like, I am where I am today, and I still have my journey, but uh, I'm happy with how it uh, all turned out. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Okay, ladies, now we have to find out, how did the two of you meet? Ready? <laughs> um, Yvonne, we met through uh, our, a mutual friend of ours, didn't we? At TJ. Yes, it was a it was a little gathering. Everyone was getting drunk. Um, <laughs> That's true. How unusual. <laughs> and we ended up having a conversation, and it was just instant. I connected deeply with her, and I thought, this is the kind of lady I want to be around. She has uh, such, such joy for life, such a gust, you know, the sort of lady I want to, to get to know better. And so that, that's how it started for me. Yeah, I, I felt an instant connection with Yvonne when I met her. We just, I don't know, we started talking, and I just loved her energy. And then the next day, or a couple of days later, we met for coffee. And it was just the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Cool, cool. And how long ago was that? Uh, what has it been, four years, Yvonne? Now? I think five. Five. I think five. That's, that's a... That's a a lifelong marriage in the mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. As deep and as long as it gets these days. Um, yeah, so I, 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 it's been five years and it feels as though we've worked in so many different things together that it feels a lot richer than five years, actually. Absolutely. Um, so it hasn't been a sort of friendship where we're in and out of each other's lives. We've consistently been doing something together throughout those five years. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, which has cool. been very rare and very wonderful. So, you know, a lot of people feel sometimes that like Hollywood and the entertainment industry, that it's that it's somewhat superficial. You know, we, we hear a lot about the drugs and the partying and stuff. But but you women have both have sort of a more spiritual underpinning uh, to to yourselves and to your lives. Um, did that sometimes make it difficult for you to do what you're doing or did it really support you in doing what you're doing? Sharuti, why don't we start with you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think definitely there's a lot of, you know, like you said, superficialness in, in Hollywood or you feel like you have to be a certain way or look a certain way and it's definitely, mm. I've definitely felt pressure before or felt like, oh, I don't know if I'm fit for this but then right. exploring this path, like you said, spiritual and doing you know the own hero tour and just kind of going with it like bringing um a new definition to hollywood and something like that so it feels it feels really fulfilling cool and how about you yvonne i would say it's a constant challenge um being younger you're you know concerned with how you look and whether you fit the role and then you get mm. older as a woman and you're looking at casting am i too old for these roles now it's a constant challenge that is confronting and that you almost have to dig deeper into who you really are mm. to get out of it. So every single time I was confronted with some sort of challenge, whether it was, oh, am I going to snort this line of cocaine? If we're being very right. honest, you're right. at a party and, you know, apparently right. to fit in and possibly be in that group of people who could possibly enhance your career, are you going to do that? Then you realize, mm, this isn't really me. And you pull away mm. from that. And then it's being cast as something that... It, you're being told you need to change for and you're like mm, that's not really me so it's constantly it's a constant part of the the entertainment industry i feel and mm. for me to actually excel in the entertainment industry i felt i needed to be more of myself which isn't what people put upon me if right. that makes sense yeah. um yeah. so yes it, i i don't think it will go away and i don't think it will stop and there's almost a, a peace at accepting 
certain elements of the entertainment industry and embracing how I can contribute to it. So you end up being very uh, muscled in a in an environment that can be hostile but can be truly fulfilling as well. Gotcha. Okay, so I, I do want to talk about the Own Hero uh, tour, but before we do that, I, I just have to ask because you're two women actresses, so I can't not bring up the Me Too movement. And so I would just love to get sort of your perspective on uh, on the Me Too movement itself and the reactions to the Me Too movement. Is it uh, going too far, not far enough? Um, uh, Sharudi, let's, let's start with you. How do you feel about Me Too? I think that anytime somebody speaks up or uses their voice, it is just a really powerful thing. Yeah. So I, and it's not only women it's men too it's it's both let's be honest sure. i mean more women of course right but i just think that we're moving in a new direction and anytime one person speaks up it sparks change and that's how uh, things will move in a different direction in the direction that we want to go in so i i think it's great wonderful and how about you yvonne oh i completely agree with shruti it's a wonderful place to be i think it's a good start <laughs> I think discussing these issues is necessary. However, I think it's almost how do we get to the point where there is some sort of balance, where right. this won't necessarily take place as easily as it has in the past. And so we've gotten to the point where so many women and men have come out and spoken up about something that has truly and deeply affected them and their careers and their lives in a whole way. And now how do we manifest it into something that is not only empowering because we've spoken up about it, but it it's almost eradicates as much of it as possible in the industry where it's not so easy to do that. So I'm very interested in how we transition into the next stage of right, this, right. you know, their fail safe, their guards, their people to speak to if something like this takes place and you won't be judged and it won't be... You won't be uh, seen as a troublemaker or someone who who may not be speaking the truth, but there's an there's a place for you to go. So mm -hmm. I'm very interested and curious about that at the stage that we're moving into. Yeah, it's kind of like how is it all going to even out? Because there's also mm -hmm. the danger of it going too far and and people mm -hmm. using it as a way of. Uh, of kind of hurting other people that that n don't necessarily fit into or fall into, uh, you know, abuse and um, uh, you know, uh, one of the other shows we have a a pop culture show on the network called Secrets of the Sire that's all about comic books and the comic book movies and stuff, and and so there there had been something came out about I forget the person's name but who writes uh, who started Nerdist and wrote about it and his his ex girlfriend came out and said he was very controlling and abusive and this and that mm -hmm. but then like some of his other ex-girlfriends came out and said no he's not really like that so it, it's kind of like you know it, it was kind of like them them kind of fighting with each other but in a very public forum and and it's like sometimes we we have to be careful that we're not going overboard and we're not you know really having a witch hunt for something that mm. isn't there so I agree with you it'll be interesting to see kind of how this all evens out when there should not even be a need for a Me Too movement anymore right that's ultimately the goal yes. yeah awesome that would be wonderful but the witch hunt aspect of it I would have to agree with you it's, it's such a fine balance because yeah. I have some of my male friends in the industry who are now frightened 
to, right. to be in a room with women and kind of almost conscious, oh, right. is this too far? Oh, I, 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 I held her on her shoulder. It, it was just friendly, but now I'm thinking maybe it's too far. You know, I'm having these conversations right. where right. everyone is so anxious about where is the line? Right. Um, how do I relate in a very human and loving way uh, without... without uh, crossing that boundary um, right. and so in, the, in a sense it's, it's, it needs to be discussed by everyone and you're right it's, it's a, a double edged sword right, right. so we need to be careful how we move on with this yeah, so, I mean, that sounds like a perfect launching off point to talk about uh, your own uh, uh, own hero uh, tour. Um, but we're going to take a quick break first. So when we come back, let's talk about what is this own hero being your own hero tour about, how it came to be, and uh, how this is empowering people. All right. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat... This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So, Yvonne, let, let's get into it. How did um, Own Hero, that, the hashtag Own Hero tour, where, where did it come from? What's it about? Where, where did it oh. germinate from? <laughs> oh, gosh. It's a, it's, I will try and keep the story as brief as possible, but it really came from our industry, content creating, film, uh, storytelling, sharing, all of that lovely stuff. Um, I spoke to a good friend of mine who happened to be of color and Muslim, and we were sitting down and we're looking at the state of the world as you do over a cup of tea, and you know, she shared with me that the most painful thing about the process of being 
a Muslim American woman who happens to be of color mm. is the fact that forget all the vitriol and everything that you see online and the trolls yeah. and all that stuff. It was the fact that her neighbors and people she grew up with looked at her differently. Um. So that struck such a deep chord in me um, that I ended up having a conversation with Shruti. We ended up looking at how to possibly write the story. And Shruti actually encouraged me to write the story. He said, write, write a short now, now. I want it tomorrow. I thought I was doing that. It sort of put the, the fire up my backside and I, I, I did it. Um, and we wrote this film. It's about a young Muslim woman who creates an imaginary world of her own in her car because the real world has sort of left her feeling very isolated and lonely. So she has an imaginary friend and things happen, watch the film, it's free, it's online, everyone. Um, but off the back of that, we ended up... And what's up the name of the film? Inflatable Cave. So inflatable that's cave. the Inflatable okay. Cave, the, the, the film. Okay. And we ended up uh, going through the festival circuit, did well, and we, we ended up you know, releasing it as you do. Um, and we released it, and suddenly we got a flood of hate mail from, Ooh. I wish it was informed hate mail, or some sort of opinion where they they was trying to say something to us other than just straight abuse. This was just straight, wow. I hate, blah, blah, blah. Wow. You, blah, blah, blah. You know, there wasn't wow. any sort of logic or argument being presented about their thoughts. And then we had a whole bunch of people who started tackling and challenging these opinions. Mm -hmm. So it created a bit of a frenzy online um, and, and a conversation, a very necessary conversation at yeah. the time. This is uh, back in 2016. Um, and and it, it was wonderful to have the conversation and to have these two aspects of society speaking to each other in a very candid way about both their opinions and thoughts. So suddenly... It erupted from there, and we ended up, you know, screening the film um, and showing it to a couple of more people. And a young lady who happened to be sort of, I thought she was about 18. She was definitely in college, and she asked me, what do you think of female empowerment? And mm -hmm. I stood there, and I thought, okay, I could string a few sentences together and maybe it may sound vaguely intelligent and no one will, you know, put some big words together and make it up and say something about female empowerment. Or I could say the truth. Right. I could say what I think of female empowerment, which is I have no idea how female empowerment correlates with the private moments in your bedroom when you have no idea what to do. Mm. I, do, I, do I don't know what that relationship is. Um, and I'm the girl who was at marches when I was younger. It's such a British thing to do. You, you uh. stand up for what you think is right. And I felt great and powerful with all these women and men. But then I went home and I had no idea how to translate uh. that energy into my actual life. So from there, I decided to speak to a whole bunch of educators. Shruti got involved as well with this whole process. And we created Own Hero. Uh, it was an own hero at the time, but it, we arrived at the name own hero through speaking with young women and asking them what they need. What are the challenges going on in their life? Um, what's happening? And we created a curriculum which really breaks down how you feel, what you do, and how you connect with others. Mm -hmm. And we look at each single facet of these, these, these ways to communicate and to connect 
And we break it down into the fact that if it's not interconnected and seamless, then you have a problem somewhere. You know, you need to look at how you deal with how you feel. Look at how you deal with what you do and react, how you react to things and how you connect to others. So that was the foundation of the curriculum and also part of this whole, what we hope will become a bit more of a movement of women standing together. Right, Um, I was going to say, it sounds like more of a movement than anything else. I mean, you're really talking about, I mean, helping young women to um, uh, uh, connect to themselves and when they connect to themselves to be able to connect to other young women to support each other and work together um, to to help everyone sort of move forward and not stay stuck in these old patterns. Yes. Ironically, I always say when I speak to young women is, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. You Mm. instinctively know this. You know all of this. We all do. The issue is we just don't do it. (laughs) It it involves some sort of effort to be self-aware, to really tackle your own inner demons and challenges. So in that sense, it's a daily, it's a daily practice. So that sort of, you know, brings out a whole host of relief because folk don't feel as though they need to learn anything new. Uh, It's all internal already. It's an inbuilt mechanism. Um, And we have a whole host of wonderful ambassadors who who are executives and women who are doing incredible things in the world um, who have aligned with us and love the idea of not just coming to our events and then kind of sitting on a stage and and sharing a little Mm. and then leaving, but they love the idea that we have a share space where they go and sit amongst these young women and there is some sort of, again, a lovely little community, a group of people sharing their thoughts and the strength from that. So we found that far more powerful than anything else um, that we could possibly impart. So, yes. So, Sharudi, let me ask you, um, given that this is not really entertainment per se, I mean, this is more um, um, sort of community building or, or, or kind of more, um, uh, uh, tra- not training, but it, it's more like educational in a way. W- was it a challenge for you to, to be involved with this and to try and figure out what your role is in helping to birth this idea? Um, well, I had a great, you know, leader, which is Yvonne. <laughs> um, no, I actually, I really did. I wanted to get involved because I, I love helping people and mm-hmm. I've kind of, and I'm also involved in a magazine where we're all about inspiration. So for me to be involved in this was something, was a blessing uh. and I really want to see it reach people and like people get something from it and, um, evolve or just grow or they, they get something special from it. That's what right. I want to see happen. Right. Okay. All right. Cool. You know, Vaughn, listening to you talk uh, before about how like some of this hate was just like, you know, wasn't even a, uh, was opinionated. It was just, I, I hate you. It was not based on anything. It reminded me, I just recently saw a video on Facebook of a woman who, um, I, I'm assuming it was probably the day of the Puerto Rican Day Parade. She was wearing a, a Puerto Rican flag as a shirt. She was somewhere, I don't know where, but obviously in a rural area or, or park or something. And, and some white guy, older white guy comes up and starts yelling at her to like, 
why are you wearing that? You should be wearing an American flag. You, you're, you're not an American. And she was trying to explain to him, well, Puerto Rico is owned by the United States. He goes, and he was like, no, it's not owned by the United States. It's, it's, it's uh, not. You guys aren't a state. You're not. And, and it was obvious like he knew nothing. And all he was so triggered by the fact that she wasn't wearing an American flag. But like nothing of what he was saying was based in reality. So when, when a woman is faced with that, regardless of what race or, or gender or whatever, when someone's faced with that, what do you say to them? What, what do you say to them? To, to get, What kind of advice do you give someone about how do you deal with somebody who is, as, as you experienced yourself, just pouring out this hate and it's not really based on anything? Oh, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Uh, mainly because it actually involves you standing a little bit outside whatever emotional reaction you will have from mm. that exchange right. and looking at the amount of pain behind those words because it right. takes a lot of pain for someone to come out with something that crudely and something that passionately. So. It's, it's very surreal to actually speak of this because I had this conversation with someone uh, today who was very oh. angry at an abuse that was shouted oh. um, outside. She was driving and someone hurled something and she was just affected by it. Yeah. And I said, he's in a lot of pain, clearly. Right. And that triggered her because she just, she suddenly condensed that situation into something that wasn't about her mm. and removed herself from the part of being a victim or mm. being hurt by something that wasn't about her. Right. Um, so it, it's a lot of mental work and a lot of understanding of yourself and humanity and a situation to realize that if someone really wanted to say something horrible to you, at least let them know you are. <laughs> right. Most of the time it comes from nowhere and has no basis on anything as you described. So it's best I would advise someone to tackle it as that. Who, who is this person? Where are they coming from? What is their background? What are their experiences to, to feel the need mm. to say that out loud to someone they don't know? Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. I, I, I just had a conversation with somebody uh, last night or the night before last who, who was having actually a difficult time with their own mother and, and, and the, the mother was saying this and that and, and it always done this. And I said to her, it's like, imagine how much pain she must be in to be saying those things to her own daughter. And then it's like mm. she got it. It was like, oh, um, because, right, isn't that that is where most of this vitriol and abuse comes from. It, it's from from this pain that that's that's inside of them that they're not even aware of. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So once you remove yourself from the equation, you suddenly take out all that venom. You take out all of that heart because there's no reason to be hurt or upset. Right. about that because it really wasn't even aimed at you 90% of the time <laughs> right, <laughs> aimed at right. something far 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 more existential right. um, you know you will feel what you feel but I always I always think it's good to start from that point of looking at the other person and where they're coming from yeah um, absolutely it, absolutely yeah. like um, Don Miguel Ruiz says in the four agreements one of the agreements is never take anything personally um, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's never about us. It's always about the other person, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Oh, very much so. All right. Um, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the show. Um, time flies. We have such wonderful, interesting guests. Mm. So when we come back, let's just talk about like uh, how people can find out about Own Hero. You know um, uh, where you guys are, are doing this, and and uh, where people can learn more and the impact that you're having. Okay. Awesome. All right, so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a conscious co creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Quick shout out to my friends on Facebook, Eugenia, Stephen, Nicole, Rachel, Chuck, GP. Yo, yo. How's it going, GP? Um, so, yeah, we got lot, lots of people out there. We're, we're, we're all over the place. Um, so, Yvonne, uh, so this Own Hero Tour, so, so um, what, what are you girls doing? Are you, are you giving lectures or where are you doing it in schools? Like, like, where is it all happening? How do people find you? Okay, we are now doing everything. Ah. <laughs> As of recently, Must we keep are doing busy, everything. Huh? We, we're, we're touring schools, so we're putting our dates in the calendar now for the new year. Um, and that will be advertised on Facebook and Inflatable K. Um, own hero website um, I'm sure we can send it possibly and if you could kindly post it for your viewers yes, that would it, be it lovely w- it will be posted in the um, in the description of the podcast and, and uh, I'll have someone post it to the video as well fabulous and as of very recently we're now doing Facebook live events where we have some of our amazing ambassadors we have Lindsay Mc- you know Lindsay McEwen and a couple of other people who are ambassadors 
uh, and they're completely enrolled in what we do and they will be doing live events where we discuss these things and we can just have a chat with everyone out there and uh, talk about the curriculum a bit more um, and talk about where we are as uh, women. So yes, we will be doing monthly live events too with our ambassadors. And, and, and so Sharudi, is this all virtual, in person? Uh, so it's both. So we had one event earlier this year, and as Yvonne said, we're planning some events now, and okay. we're going to add them to the calendar. And then the other, now we're going to be doing the live videos on Facebook, Instagram, okay. which we can have people still engaged and connected. Right, right. Where, where do you, did you do the live event, the one you already uh, did? Brooklyn, actually. Brooklyn, oh, oh Brooklyn. cool, yeah, hey, <laughs> and, and where are the ones you're planning? Is still local or other I places? I think we're going to be all over, Yvonne, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're, we're kind of, um, obviously it has to be tied in with the colleges, so we have to work with their timetables, oh. but it will, we'll be doing, you know, West Coast, East Coast, California, Gotcha. Uh, LA, a few NYU universities, Long Island. Uh, there are a couple of other things brewing. We just need to sign them up for dates. But yes, we okay. we will eventually be everywhere. Cool. And and so like, uh, a college agrees to work with you. What does it look like? I mean, are you doing a a one day class? Is it an ongoing course? What does it look like? So it isn't just us coming in and. Uh, sort of giving a speech and saying, feel empowered, okay, bye. <laughs> uh, we, we, we would love, we work with them in a way where we have a couple of weeks of preparation. So we are setting out what the curriculum is. So people walk in aware. They kind of have an idea of what they're going to get, which is... Which is? Yvonne? I think we lost you for uh, a second. Yeah. yeah, okay, there you are. Go ahead. Yep. Um, oh, I, I don't know what you caught, but uh, I was saying that with our events, we are looking to uh, really prepare the colleges and right. for them to have an idea of what the curriculum is. So the Facebook Live events will be really helpful with that. And then for us to have a two to three week preparation prior to our arrival. Uh, so we're working with the tutors and, and really making sure that they're, they're ready for us so that mm-hmm. we can really work greatly with the time that we have. And then we have um, an introduction, and we'll have an ambassador, and we'll have shared space walking where we'll be speaking to the, the young women of tomorrow and seeing where their issues lie. Or maybe they seem to be fine. You know, it, it's mm. all a wonderful space just to be richer in an understanding of yourself. Right. And then after that, we have follow-on workshops, so everything's online. We, we want to really use technology fully. We use technology within the space before and, and after. So the conversation continues, uh, where people have a space to contribute, to share, and uh, to grow. Okay, so so you kind of come in. There's some sort of initial presentation, uh, and then and then there's a lot of follow up and and sort of I'm assuming exercises and things yeah. uh, to to help women to do it. Um, Sharuti, what have you seen from the people who've already been exposed to this? What kind of response or reaction have you gotten so far? I definitely have gotten a great feedback and um, response from it. I remember talking to a friend and she was feeling like she couldn't she had a difficult time expressing herself and i think this really helped her be like no it's okay it's okay to express how i'm feeling it's okay to feel this way it's oh it's all okay to to share that with other people too so i think you know the feedback has been really positive people feel very inspired i've gotten Mm. instagram messages so i think it's um 
it's a really great direction that we're going in. Cool. Cool. Yvonne, what's been the, the challenge for you in all this in, in terms of getting it out there? What, what, what sort of difficulties have you had to overcome to really move this process along? Um, I would have to say it's actually, um, I'll start with what's been so easy and such a natural progression, actually creating the curriculum, um, engaging with young women and older women who want this um, as part of their growth. And also we're thinking of a male curriculum as well. So Ah. it's so expansive that we suddenly have a lot of demand for it. And there needs to be some sort of financing so that we can get two people, we can, we can actually put out these events, we can book the halls, or we, you know, we can actually get people to where they need to and get our ambassadors who would love to be involved um, online and doing it. So in a sense, it's a financial one. Uh, um, yeah. And it, it will, with any philanthropic endeavor, it, it's a continuous challenge, but it's one that is worthwhile to overcome. So that's, we're looking for great partners, um, local partners, and anyone who's actually thinking mm, this resonates with their particular uh, financial structures within their companies. Gotcha. Okay, look, I will. This seems worthwhile. Let me be part of this and let our company be part of this. So, so, um, and so we're not just looking for sponsors. We're looking for people who are engaged with it because gotcha. we'd love to get videos of all their female staff members talking about sharing moments in their lives. So it's, it's very much. Uh, uh, a collaborative process that we're looking for gotcha. um, with any partners. Uh, yes. So, have you started a, a nonprofit, or are you planning to do like a nonprofit to to sort of house this effort under? Yes, we're in the process of it. It actually takes Wonderful. a little bit longer. Yes, it uh, does. <laughs> technicality, this takes longer than one thinks. So, we're in the process of it. Um, although we do have a nonprofit partner who is a fiscal sponsor and uh, can assist us with any of the donations or the financing that we do get. So we have lots of people who are, you know, helping us in the interim as we're waiting Mm. for all our dots to align and for us to go through the a rather lengthy process to be a non-profit. Yes, yes, Um, it is. Yeah. So, Uh, So, yes. Okay, so so before before we end the show, of course, so so how can people find out about this? Where do they go? Um, What's the website? Right, Inflatable K. I would say go to Facebook. Everyone likes to chat on Facebook. Facebook is the biggest one. Inflatablek.com. Go there. Um, you can go to our personal Instagrams. We're all about social media. I know a lot of people love websites, but we yes. find that actually the social sites are the ones that really are the home for what we're trying to do and to get people engaged. Gotcha. So just go. And, well, to, we normally post updates. Yeah. Okay. So just go to facebook.com and put type in inflatable K, and they'll find you. Yeah. Yeah. Our own hero. Um, we'll own get hero. all the tags. We have. Uh, or even Instagram, you'll find us, and you'll be able to find links to where we are. Um, but yes. Okay. Okay. So before we close out the show, Sharudi, what comes next? Um, I'm actually working, um, producing some projects right now. I can't talk about them because I'm under a non-disclosure agreement. (laughs) But I'm also really involved in the magazine. Um, And yeah, there's a lot. What magazine is that? It's called Style Verified. Style Verified. So www.styleverified.com. And we're all about, you know, inspiration and empowerment. And we have a new celebrity each month on our magazine. Oh, cool. We interview them. So I'm, you know, looking forward to that, too. 
All right. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. How about for you, Yvonne? What comes next? Oh, I'm currently working on a film called Scoot, so that's why I'm in London. I'm ah. back and forth between London and Israel, so we're in production and, and getting all everything in line. So it's a film about a young American guy who goes to scatter his father's ashes, and he loses his father's ashes and goes on a very, very <laughs> surreal, crazy taxi ride trying to recover them. Ooh. Um, so, yes. That sounds like that fun. you got to let me know when that comes is. out. <laughs> Very I will, and I'd love to come back as well and, and uh, bring the whole cast uh, yeah. in to uh, talk about it. So, sure, yes, that, that would be, be fun. Wonderful to come. And you, so you'll let us know when you're going to be in New York City so we can have you come in studio, okay? Yes, yes. Yes, I will. All right, wonderful. Well, Sharudi, Yvonne, it's been a pleasure having you both on the show today. Thank you for Thank taking you. the time to come in. Thank you so Thank much for having you. us. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you to all of my loyal fans and listeners. Oh, we got some more people on Facebook Live. Franklin, Julian. Oh, Julian, my dear friend, how are you? Michael and Daniel. Oh, Dan, I hope you're doing well. I know you're heading down to Peru soon. Um, so thank you all for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this show. If you did, please share the video. If you got us on Facebook Live, if you're listening to the podcast or on the live stream, please share talkradio.nyc with your friends. Uh, let's not keep talkradio.nyc as the best uh, kept secret in New York City. Let's spread the word and get it out there around the world. Thank you all. I love you. We will see you and talk to you next week. Take care, y'all. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 